WVOW Local News, now. West Virginia Department of Highways in the city of Logan have put residents of the east end of Stratton Street on notice for pending preparations to pave the street. A post on social media Monday says the city anticipates paving, weather permitting, to begin the end of July or early August. Paving will include a majority of Stratton Street from the intersection of Route 10 and Hanging Rock Highway near the Waterboard Office all the way to the intersection of Stratton Street and Holland Lane. The city says it will put notices on cars and homes once a date is confirmed for residents to move vehicles for milling and paving to commence. The city says the project may take two or three days to complete. WVOW Logan. Don't let aches and pains put you on the sidelines. Lingering pain from aging or injuries can impair your ability to move and take the fun out of everyday activities. Let Logan Regional Medical Center get you back in the game. Take a joint pain assessment at loganregionalmedicalcenter.com slash orthopedics to find out how we can help alleviate pain, increase mobility and range of motion, and get you back to living your life to its fullest. Logan Regional Medical Center. Be well, live well, that's why we're here. A state trooper is at home recovering from a gunshot wound suffered Monday in the line of duty. Trooper Courtney Casey of the Beckley Detachment was shot when she stopped driver Scott O'Brien of Hamilton, Ohio. This is Monday morning in Midway. The stop was for an expired inspection sticker. West Virginia State Police Major Jim Mitchell So it turned out the expired sticker was the least of O'Brien's worries. He was convicted of murder and was convicted of other serious felonies, and he spent time in prison, was wanted for a probation violation. According to Mitchell, O'Brien unlocked the car, was inside rummaging when a radio dispatcher relayed the list of prior offenses, along with the outstanding warrant. O'Brien overheard the dispatch, and his whole demeanor and attitude changed. He refused to follow any further commands from Trooper Casey, who retreated to the cover behind a vehicle, fearing he may be trying to get a gun. According to Mitchell, her suspicions were correct. Trying to give her some concealment because she she felt like she knew what was coming. And uh, as soon as he turned on her with a gun and fired at her, she took a, a round in her um, right elbow. Due to the location of the wound, Casey was unable to return fire. O'Brien got into his vehicle, fled the scene. Incident sparked a massive manhunt that went on for hours. His vehicle was found mid-afternoon Monday. Troopers were able to get a fix on his approximate location through a ping on his cell phone. O'Brien was spotted later that evening coming out of a wooded area near Cole City. Given orders to drop his weapon, he refused to comply with. Shots were fired. He was dead at the scene. Trooper Casey continues to recover at home. While serious, her injury was not life-threatening, and she was treated and released. Casey graduated from the State Police Academy in April of last year, was assigned to Troop 6 in Beckley. Kentucky's Governor Andy Beshear declared a state of emergency Wednesday after flooding caused by heavy rains in the western part of the state, as well as areas of the central and eastern Kentucky. According to the governor's office, Mayfield in Graves County was one of the areas impacted. That town's still recovering from deadly tornadoes that tore through in December of 2021. According to Governor Bashir, the State of Emergency Operations Center has been activated to level three, while multiple reports of rescues came in from a number of counties yesterday. That includes Carlisle, Graves, Hickman, and McCracken counties. The governor also activated the state's price gouging laws to protect families from overpriced goods and services. While that state of emergency is in place, consumers can report price gouging to the Attorney General's office in Kentucky. United States Attorney for Southern West Virginia, Will Thompson, says teachers and child protective service workers need to have more tools to better identify victims of human trafficking. 
Thompson announced Tuesday at the federal courthouse in Charleston his office has partnered with the state police and the West Virginia Center for Children's Justice to create training videos about the issue. At least 20,000 people under the age of 18 are being exploited primarily for sexual purposes. It's according to the U.S. Department of Justice. Average age of those children is 13 years old. About 80% are girls. Thompson said many of these child victims go to school, which is why teachers should be on high alert for warning signs. About uh, half of the minor victims um, actually attend school while they're being victimized. So we thought that would be good for teachers uh, to make them aware of some signs to be watching out for and what to do when they do suspect human trafficking. Some of the warning signs include family problems at home, unexplained absences, if a child shows up to school with a new toy, jewelry, cell phone, or other flashy item. Thompson said he wants other school service personnel to watch their training video, be aware of what's going on with their students. Child Protective Service workers have been asked to watch the video too because Thompson said they encounter many trafficking victims from the child welfare system. Logan Little League All-Stars won the Junior League Championship for the state of West Virginia Wednesday. WVOW's Bill Lusk with more. Bentley Williamson and Crew Blankenship combined on a two-hit shutout in Logan's 6-0 win over St. Albans in the West Virginia Junior League State Championship Wednesday afternoon at Roger E. Gertz Field. Grayson Sanders had two hits and drove in two runs, and Alex Good had one hit and one RBI. David Browning also a hit and an RBI. Owen Bryant an RBI in the Logan victory. Logan scored two runs in the third inning and was held to just one hit through five innings before breaking out for four hits in a four-run sixth inning that broke the game open. St. Albans Leighton, Mari, and Wyatt Thompson had the only two hits of the evening for St. Albans. Williamson tossed five and two-thirds innings, allowed just one hit, struck out six, and walked five, while Blankenship pitched a final one and a third innings, allowing one hit and striking out two batters. With the win, Logan will advance to next weekend's Junior League Baseball Southeast Regional in Bridgewater, Connecticut on July 28th. Logan will face the Tennessee State Champion at 3 p.m. For WBOW Sports, I'm Bill Lusk. And in baseball today, the Cincinnati Reds ended up splitting that four-game series with the San Francisco Giants. Reds defeated the Giants 5-1. Reds now move on to a new three-game series with the Diamondbacks tomorrow. Get local news on demand at WVOWradio.com and on your smart device. This is WVOW Logan. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. I'm Storm Tracker 13 Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. What we have, showers and thunderstorms, and some of these could even be severe. That's what we're expecting here late day and into the evening. I do want you to stay very weather aware. Until then, we're up around 84, 85 degrees, and gusty, strong thunderstorms are anticipated, and there could be some localized street flooding with those. Friday, only the small chance for a spotty little shower, otherwise a lot of clouds in the high near 83. The weekend looks dry with highs in the low to mid-80s. I'm 13 News Chief Meteorologist Spencer Atkins. Listen throughout the day. Or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. The cold fields start the day with the morning. A third news. indictment of former President Donald Trump appears all but certain, but the big question is when. He received that target letter days ago, letting him know that he was the center of this investigation 
into efforts to overturn the 2020 election, and he was also given a deadline until today to decide if he will appear before the grand jury. That is not expected to happen. The Morning News, weekdays, starting at 6 a.m. on WVOW.